Welcome to the Vital Done Podcast for Friday, April 8th. U.S. equity futures have a modest bid, so the major indices are up about 20 basis points. That's about 8 S&P points, 30 NASDAQ points, and 84 Dow points, so 20 basis point gains in the U.S. The major European indices are trading better. They are up about a percent overall. You are seeing solid outperformance in Europe in the big cyclical value groups, so industrials, autos, Banks, banks in particular are doing well. They're up about 2% this morning. Energy also has a bid in Europe. And then Asia finished higher pretty much across the board. Um, gains relatively modest. So Japan was up about 20 to 30 basis points. The Hang Seng finished up about 30 basis points. Um, so another fairly slow morning. You know, I think other than really the Brainerd speech Tuesday morning, which kind of preempted the minutes on Wednesday, there really hasn't been a ton out this week that's truly incremental. Um, all that being said, a few things to note. So India's central bank came out today, left the main policy rates unchanged as expected. However, they are adopting a hawkish pivot. So they made kind of a, um, a, a tweak to one of their liquidity tools in a hawkish direction. The rhetoric shifted in a hawkish direction. So not shocking. This is a theme across the globe. Um, really, other than China, you have this kind of global wave of monetary tightening. Um, you know, India is the latest one this week. The Fed also obviously had some hawkish developments. You had the ECB minutes yesterday, and then you had Australia earlier in the week. All examples of central banks kind of moving along in a hawkish direction. Um, so that's certainly notable on the monetary front. You know, in China, they made that big pro-market statement a couple of weeks ago, which which um, catalyzed a big rally in Chinese equities. You haven't really seen the government follow through with tangible shifts in their behavior. So they're still sticking with the zero tolerance approach on COVID. Um, you know, Shanghai remains in in a quasi lockdown. Uh, a couple articles this morning just talking about how you haven't, you know, real fallout in terms of uh, manufacturing activities, supply chains, et cetera, because of that policy. Um, one of the big state run newspapers was out this morning defending zero tolerance approach on COVID. Um, you know, so you're not seeing the government kind of adopt the type of COVID policy that most of the rest of the world is, whereby, um, you know, the shift is now towards illness severity, hospital capacity, not not adopting policy based on just case figures. Um, you're also not really seeing the government back away from the aggressive regulatory approach on tech. Um, you know, China is one of the only major governments on the planet that is that is easing policy. Um, but they're not moving really all that aggressively. There was another kind of article in a state-run paper overnight talking about how we could see a bank reserve requirement ratio cut in the coming weeks, perhaps as soon as next week. Um, you know, that's not negative. I don't really think it's anything to get super excited about. Um, so that is the China backdrop. On Russia, Ukraine, um, you know, I think things took a turn for the worse this week. Um, you know, Russia gave up on Kiev and, and kind of launching a, a, an invasion of the northern part of the country. They're redirecting their forces on the east and the southeast. They're probably looking to expand the, the Donbass border, capture more territory, create a land bridge from Crimea to Russia, um, perhaps attempt to take uh, permanently uh, Mariupol, that key port city in the southeast part of the country. Um, whether or not they can actually do all this militarily remains to be seen. They probably can't, given their performance so far. We're seeing NATO in the U.S. ship more advanced weapons, accelerate shipments of more advanced weapons. Um, so you're probably going to see another, at least another couple of weeks of fighting um, as Russia, again, attempts to kind of push out the Donbass border. I think at the end of the day, you're going to kind of go back to the way things were before this latest invasion with Russia um, claiming sovereignty over the Donbass region and Crimea. 
Um, you know, Ukraine makes some statement about neutrality, but you know, we're not at the point yet where, um, you know, they're, they're sitting down and having real tangible, um, or real substantive talks to reach some type of a settlement. Um, so that's Russia, Ukraine. There was a rocket strike in Ukraine this morning, um, on a railway railway facility in Ukraine that was being used to help, um, uh, get civilians out of the war zone, killed dozens of people. Um, so that's obviously going to exacerbate tensions. Um, that's kind of a lot of the big macro items today. Just kind of looking back at yesterday in the U.S., um, you know, given the dearth of major news this week, I think it's really hard to kind of read much into the intraday volatility. So you saw a big sell-off yesterday morning. You saw a very healthy rally in the afternoon. Um, again, nothing all that major came out to um, that I thought was really super incremental. There was the latest Mannheim index of used car prices. So remember, if you go back to 2021, used car prices were a big driver of inflation in the US. So the Mannheim index showed a relatively large sequential drop in used car prices yesterday that hit around 11 a.m. Um, that to me, if you wanted to kind of look at one headline to that that caused the rally, that was it. Um, certainly encouraging. Um, you know, you do get the latest CPI next week. So if you start to see a real drop in used car prices, that's bullish. If you read the entire Mannheim press release yesterday and not just looked at the headline, um, the report actually pre um, predicts another sharp uptick in used car prices um, in April and May. So it's encouraging, um, you know, any, any relief on the inflation front obviously is going to be bullish. Um, but, you know, again, I think this week is kind of just a lot of noise um, versus actual real kind of shifts in in uh, the broader narrative. Um, nothing too incremental on the company specific front, a few items, but again, nothing really worth going over now. Um, nothing on the calendar today. Next week is going to be very important. Um, you have China inflation, US inflation. You have a bunch of central bank decisions, including the Bank of Canada, the ECB. You have re US retail sales, and then um, you're going to start Q1 earnings season. So LVMH, Big global luxury company has their have uh, they're going to report Q1 revenue Tuesday after the European close, so that's midday in the U.S. Uh, Wednesday morning you have the formal U.S. season starting BlackRock, Delta, and J.P. Morgan, um, and then Thursday morning you have a bunch of financial companies as well. So next week is very important. Um, this week has kind of been a lot of just noise, um, other than really I think that Brainerd speech on Tuesday. So that is everything. For today, Friday, April 8th, thank you for listening.